0: He's been around the program, been around the block. This is the Rich Eisen Show. O-M-G. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I think the role for Taysom is going to be tight in. What was Dennis Allen? Really what was thinking? Dennis Allen really thinking? That was Sean's idea for Taysom Hill to be a quarterback. That's not mine. Earlier on the show, North Carolina football head coach Mack Brown, baseball Hall of Famer Randy Johnson. Coming up, two-time Super Bowl champion Malcolm Jenkins, plus three-time Pro Bowl quarterback Alex Smith. And now. It's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. We've had a uh, heck of a first two hours. Mac Brown of North Carolina football talking about the pro day that just finished up. Alabama's having its pro day right now. Uh, as we speak, Sam Howell was obviously uh, the star of the pro day for North Carolina. Where he winds up will be of interest as we are getting so close to the draft month of April. But before that, we got a UNC-Duke-Kansas-Villanova Final Four. We just talked moments ago about uh, Tiger Woods playing a practice round at Augusta National yesterday. Would be insane if he shows up at Augusta and participates in the Masters next week. I would be all the way in on that. Hall of Famer Randy Johnson just joined this program. That was a lot of fun talking with him. Well, one of the notes I received prior to the interview is like, you know, kind of don't steer clear of him killing the bird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He brought it up. He brought it up. It's fantastic. If you missed any of that, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Joining us in about 20 minutes time is Alex Smith, the former uh, Pro Bowl quarterback in the National Football League. But uh, we're joined right here by one one of our favorites. Uh, I truly always love talking to this man. Always a fascinating chat because it's not just about football. And always has been more than just a game for this man. And now uh, he announced today that he is a retired football player, two-time Super Bowl champion, three-time Pro Bowler, 13 seasons in the NFL, 14th overall pick of the 2009 NFL Draft on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, Malcolm Jenkins on the program. How you doing, Malcolm?
1: I'm doing good, Rich. How you doing? I'm
0: doing I'm doing great. Um, all right. Uh, I I knew you. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm so first of all I'm very appreciative that you you know that I'm part of your your day that um, in which this announcement uh, got out um, that you made it so why why now Malcolm Jenkins for you
1: well I, you know I think for me um, you know every year I, I came into league you know wanting to get to ten years right knowing that that is what I thought a respectable career was um, <laughs> and realistically you realize how hard that is to accomplish. But when I look back over the 13 seasons, you know, I, I've come, I've done what I came to do, you know, in this league. And I think it, the cost of playing at a high level, at least for me, it takes, it, it takes me sacrificing, you know, my time, my body, my energy. I put everything I have into the game Um And that's just how I'm wired. And so I've been doing it so long for the game that I'm actually, the last five years I've really been building kind of my team and, you know, my businesses and and other interests and investing in different parts of who I am as a person. And I just am ready to now do something else. Like I'm ready to put that same drive and energy that people know me for on the football field and put it towards, you know, uh, other aspects of, you know, my life, my businesses uh, in my other interests and, and obviously my family, you know, I got two, two little girls who, you know, are playing sports now and doing all these things. And, and while they probably enjoy coming to my games, you know, I'm enjoying going to theirs and, and being around more and, and, and being able to raise, you know, my kids the way that I want. Um, all of that, you know, leads me to the tough decision of letting go of a game that I've been playing since, you know, I was seven years old, but I think, based on all the things I've done in life or that I've accomplished, I've at least uh, gotten to this point and, and know that I am blessed and grateful and, and privileged, really, to be able to walk w- away from the game on my own accord. That, that isn't really afforded to many people in, in this sport in professional sports in general. Uh, and So I'm extremely grateful for the game. I'm humbled by the people I've met along the way, the cities that I've been a part of, the franchises. All of that has made me who I am today.
0: Well, and, and, and you just mentioned about, you know, the longevity and the really impressive part about it, too. Uh, I, I have an you know, NFL Network sent out to all of us a, you know, a package of, of statistics once you made your announcement, Malcolm. And the one thing that just leaps out to me is since 2014. OK, so the, the second half of your career, you're one of only six players to start 128 games in the NFL. And you're tops by far in terms of safeties and passes defensed in that time period. So, what what did you do to have to get ready that you're kind of now uh, pleased to have in your rearview mirror to have that sort of longevity?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, longevity, we talk about in our league all the time, you know, accountability and availability, availability being the two things that, you know, every successful player has to have. Um, and availability, so oftentimes is out of players' control. You know, injuries are part of the game. We've seen careers altered or ended uh, over and over again due to injuries, the violent nature of, of what we do. Um, and so I've been extremely lucky to not have any of those, you know, major injuries. And then, uh, but also, you know, I've, I put a lot of work into my body and preparing for the long season to be able to not only – um, survive it but to thrive in it and and I've definitely you know put in the work knowing that I'm an integral part of every team or have been an integral part of every team that I've been on and me not being available is is also hurting a team and at least that's how I was raised when I came in the league and that's what I have kind of you know always stood on and to be able to look at how many games played how many snaps were played um, you know last year I missed the first game since I missed a game. It was the first time I missed a game since 2013, and I missed it due to COVID. You know, I'm not even hurt. And
2: right. you know, it's,
1: it's one of those things that I, I, I look back and I realize I'm ex- extremely blessed. <laughs> and after 13 years, every time I start touching the field, you're like, ah, you're wondering if my luck's going to run up. But man, I'm I'm glad to walk away from this game with my, my mind intact, my body intact. Uh, I feel good, and that's you know, as a player, that's all you can ask for.
0: Absolutely. And then, of course, to have the career that you had, the 13-year career that you have, Malcolm Jenkins here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, 99-yard pick six, still holds a record for, you know, longest in the NFL. Who'd you pick off for that one?
1: Oh, I believe he went to your school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good, one of my favorite, favorite uh, opponents, the, the great the Goat Tom Brady. <laughs>
0: You picked off, and by the way, you're the only human being. I think I laid this on you on live NFL Network television when you stopped by the Super Bowl set a couple of years ago. Only human to win a Super Bowl against both Brady and Peyton Manning. You picked off Eli Manning twice in the same game, if I'm not mistaken. You you went big game hunting in your career, Malcolm. Oh,
1: yeah, we had to. I, I, I said it's funny. I tell people all the time. They ask me who, who was the who what quarterback gave you the most trouble. And I'm like, honestly, I have a winning record versus Brady. I've had some really good games against him. Um, Eli, I've played against. He's probably my favorite quarterback to play against. He threw me a couple in the game. That was my favorite game. He threw me two. We beat Peyton Manning in the, in the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers, you know, we just beat him up in the opener last year. You know, I've, I've had success against the, the big names, but the guys who have given me the most problems in my career, like Kirk Cousins, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, every time I played them, they'd probably 400 yards. Well, I mean, Ryan but, uh,
0: Fitzpatrick, because he's not ashamed to throw it in any window, even if he yeah, should be. He, Malcolm. It everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's difficult to defend, you know, if, he, <laughs> if you're like, he's never going to throw it in that window, and then are like, what the hell is he doing? Like, that's tough yeah, to defend, you know.
1: He's throwing the ball all over the place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but what about the uh, Super Bowl wins uh, that you want to look back on today that you're particularly proud of? about those teams,
1: Malcolm? Uh, man, I, I think I'm, I'm talking of like, I mean, not only just the, the championship, of like winning, what the sport brings. It's, it's eventually you realize as a team, you know, when you carry the hopes and dreams of an entire city kind of on your shoulders as the season goes on and as the pressure builds uh, and as the context around the, the, the season, you know, builds, you realize just how special the game is, not only to us, but to everybody. So to be a part of um, two championship seasons with two different franchises that, and it would be the first championship in both of those cities, um, you know, it's something special. And I can't describe, you know, what it is. It's not like uh, I, w- I would imagine if it was an organization like New England that's expected to win. have done this many times. Um, that it's a lot different than New Orleans when, you know, post Katrina and everything that the city needed, they, they used the Saints as, you know, uh, a tool for healing. And them games meant something to the city. And we carried that city all the way to a Super Bowl and felt the love, um, in the, the, the impact of that win. And then for me to go to another city, very similar fan base that is passionate, loves their team, but never had that championship. A hard city to live in you know, where people are struggling and working, it's a very blue collar town, but that love their team. Uh with all of the social justice stuff that was happening in Philadelphia at the time, you had Meek Mill and uh and, and protest and to be able to bring all of that to the stage in front of everybody and, and beat Tom Brady as though we were underdogs and lost our quarterback to overcome all of that and really stand as a beacon for uh, really to represent the spirit of Philadelphia and embody the spirit of Philadelphia is is a different experience that I imagine, you know, from just your normal um, championship, you know, game.
0: Malcolm Jenkins here on the Rich Eisen Show. And as you now leave the game as a player, what's the biggest challenge for the NFL that you want to put on the table people should be paying attention to? What do you got for me on that
1: front? Yeah, I think right now the the biggest one is their inability to – Correct the disparities in um, in coaching. You know, it's a very simple solution. We want more black head coaches because we we know that there are um, many that are out there that are qualified and ready to step into the roles. Um, And unfortunately, you know, decades over the game, we haven't seen anything change in that space. And every in every effort they do roll out seems to only muddy the waters. Or make it more difficult, and I think realistically, um, we need to the the NFL really only responds to to one thing. They don't respond to the principle of the thing. They respond to the press <laughs> and the the pressure. And I think people need to continue to raise hell, you know, until they move, because um, at the end of the day, we, it it has to change. and, and it has to change from a cultural standpoint. It can't be about mandating things and putting one person in place to suffice. You know, the the hunger of the of the masses. It's like, no, we want the entire culture to change. And then, and when that happens, you have to look at leadership. And if that leadership group is never going to change, um, you know, then it's it's really going to be hard to do that. And the only way to truly do that is to create pressure. And I think we've seen hopefully my career has been an example of, of how to do that, that there's a roadmap of how to do it. But there's also been other, you know, examples when we had all of the star players in the league talking about, uh, or, or asking Roger Goodell to, or not even asking, demanding that he apologize for the treatment of Colin Kaepernick, that he uh, said that he recognizes that black lives matter and all these things, things that we had to go to war for in 2016, you know, he did that got done overnight. And so I think hopefully, players see their role in uh, speaking up on behalf of these coaches to to get their fair share um, but I also think we need to hear from uh, black coaches as well and, and the fan base to continue to you know push the NFL to being a more diverse and equitable, equitable place especially one that at least reflects um, its locker rooms its locker rooms and its main source of labor
0: Malcolm Jenkins here on the day of his announced retirement on the Rich Eisen Show. So we know about your foundation. We've talked about that other times. Uh, give me an update on that and what's next for you. What what else is on your plate?
1: Yeah, the other foundation. Than being a dad. Man, it's, yeah, it's um it's we we started in 2010, so 12 years of of just work in multiple cities. And the good thing is, you know, it's one of those things I've always wanted to outlast me and, and my fame, and it is one that will continue on far beyond my playing career. And so we've been, you know, focused over the last really two years on uh, financial literacy, um, opening bank accounts or savings accounts for um, school-aged children, getting them to understand the, the, the principles of investing uh, in how to build and grow wealth. Um, as well as providing, uh, we want to. We've been building out this digital uh, curriculum this academy for kids in high school to really get prepared with other life skills and and um, hear from different subject matter experts in uh, various amounts of uh, fields that aren't or that you don't have to go to a non or a traditional four years at a at a college to get to. So when people want to go from high school right into the workforce. We want to create a, an academy that is showing them the roadmaps to do that in ways that aren't your traditional uh, pathways, and so those are those have been the main things that we've been working on, trying to affect as many uh, kids and youth as possible. Um, and obviously, um, we, you know, my mom is the is the president of the foundation and the one who has really carried this on. And so, you know, as I'm looking at and reflecting on what we've been able to do over the last, you know, 13 years or 10 years for us as a foundation, um, I'm proud of not only myself, but my mom and the the board um, that has really helped me bring this idea that I had a long time ago to give back to my community and have an impact and brought it, you know, over a decade um, to doing some really, really impactful work and affecting thousands of people and hopefully continuing to do that.
0: And then, of course, your business interests. I know about your media, Listen Up Media. You began your production company. Everybody can watch your your first project, the that one best documentary in the uh, a film festival circuit called Black Boys. You can watch that right here on Peacock. Um, you got a clothing line, too? You can start that one out, too?
1: Yeah, so the to? clothing line has actually been around for, it'll be five years. Five uh, years? Fantastic! Yeah. Look at um, this is awesome. Yeah, Damari is, is is start. We started out with just you know custom suits, and now uh, we do full menswear, womenswear. Um, we've had numerous athletes, both NFL, NBA, WNBA, uh, wearing our stuff. You know, styling before the games and things like that. Um, but we just continue to grow. Even this past um, weekend at the Oscars had you know, a uh, few celebrities on the red carpet wearing our stuff, so... Tell me it was Chris you know, Rock. Was... Please tell me it was Chris Rock. Please tell <laughs> no, me it was Chris unfortunately Rock. Unfortunately not. We weren't, we weren't part of the main stage, the main moment. Um, <laughs> okay. Next time. We got goals, though. Okay. <laughs> that would have, uh, have
0: been great. Spell your name right, Damari, you know? Damari, right. <laughs>
1: that would have been a perfect moment. But, uh, no, nah, okay. uh, that's one of the things that I've been excited to grow. Um, it's, every year, it just gets bigger and bigger. And like you said, the production company is really... That's my that's where I'm excited to jump into next. I've always Great. been a storyteller, I've always been somebody who wants to kinda of educate the masses, but I've always been hamstrung by sports media. You know, like I, I still only have access to, you know, the sports writers and platforms that are around me. So to really take advantage of my own voice both in front of the camera and behind the camera and tell the stories that I want in a little bit more creative way than what people have, you know, seen from me in the past is something I'm really excited about. It's even been writing a uh a, a scripted comedy series mm-hmm. alongside of a really good writer uh named Chuck Hayward he's written for um, WandaVision and for uh Dear White People and it's a it's a it's a comedy you know loosely based around my experience as a professional athlete and it's in these kind of creative projects that I really found my voice and how I want to ex- express this new journey I'm on to the world and that's really you know what I'm most excited about stepping into next. And obviously the game is something I love. So broadcasting is always in, in, in my future, being around the game, talking about it is what I love to do. I don't see that changing at all. So it's, you know, it's a lot of things, a lot of options, a lot of, a lot of things on the table. Um, and right now, you know, I'm, I'm taking it all in, being in the moment and, and, and really excited about um, the opening in the future.
0: Well, you always have a place here, Malcolm Jenkins. As you know, um, I've, I've always enjoyed talking to you as a player. I look forward to doing it on in the future now that your career is over. I mean, two Super Bowls, three Pro Bowls, 13 seasons, 14th overall pick in the 2009 draft, 1,000 tackles and 20 interceptions since entering the NFL in 2009 over to the 1,000 tackles. Nobody else has that stat line. An incredible career for somebody who came from a basketball school. So big Malcolm <laughs> for you. So congratulations
1: on that. You know I appreciate you, You know what? I'm surprised uh and I, I kudos to you. You're you're a good man of integrity cuz I've I've rubbed it in your face every time I've been on the show <laughs> about your team and and how they, you know, they always fall short of victory when I they I, would, to I would I would amend the Not word always. I, oh no, I would amend the word always. Yeah, well, from yeah, Manchester. now I have to admit it. And you know what? I was surprised that all of the people that I heard from last year uh, with the great debacle was, uh, I didn't hear from you. And I was like, you know what? Rich is a good man. Well, you know, I, I,
0: I just wait. I wait. I bide time. I lurk. That's what I'm a professional lurker, uh, Malcolm. So, But hey, you know, uh, like I said, for a basketball school, it would have been great to have Michigan, Ohio State, in the Sweet 16. We were there. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, you couldn't make it. So we'll just have to do that down the road. Just have to do all of that down, down the road, road. Malcolm. Make okay. Down the road, okay. Malcolm is the only person you didn't call in during this whole time. <laughs> That's true. I was living my best life, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you didn't want any of this smoke is all I'm basically you, you, saying. You didn't, want, you didn't want that call, Malcolm. You didn't want that call. I
1: didn't. I, I, was, I didn't remind her. I didn't reach out or anything. I just said it to black myself.
0: Anytime, Malcolm, please, whatever you want to do here in L.A., you have got a place here. I I always appreciate you calling in and uh, making my show part of your playing career, and I look forward to more. Thanks for the call.
1: Yes, man. Always appreciate the support, brother.
0: Right back at you. That's Malcolm Jenkins. There he is, one of the best, taking off, going into his retirement uh, from playing. We'll take a break, and a recent retiree, Alex Smith will be joining us on the program. Look at us. We should have uh, an AARP uh, sponsorship. (laughs) That's next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll take a break. Alex Smith when we come back. Back in 2005, and he retired last year after 16 terrific years in the NFL. Now joining us here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show, courtesy of can. we'll talk about that with Alex Smith here on the program. How have you been, Alex Smith?
3: Rich, I'm doing awesome, man. How you doing? Long time no long time no talk.
0: It has been that long. I thought it was me. I'll think again. I know it shouldn't be about me, but I thought, did I do something wrong, Alex? Did I do anything wrong? You did
3: not. Absolutely not. You know what? Mm. I feel like as you get older and you get playing, you know, especially as a quarterback, and yes. there's, a, there's a lot of you know obviously obligations and things you have to do. Yes. You do for me, and, and as I had kids and family, yes. Yes. you get good at just kind of when you have when you can kind of you know yeah. disappearing into your privacy. And uh, it has it has been too long. It has but, uh, been good to be on the show. Good to be back.
0: How is it like to be around the fam? How's it like for you?
3: Alex. You know it's it's been amazing. Like my, uh, I'm incredibly lucky. Like my, my kids are amazing ages. Uh, my boys are you know basically almost eleven and nine. My daughter's six. And that was really kind of the impetus of me retiring last year. Uh, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm even physically better than I was a year ago. And but just you know my your family ends up sacrificing so much right. uh, for your career. You know, we moved across the country. You know, obviously football not just on a daily, but an annually thing kind of just dominates our calendar. It dictates everything, life as we know it. And, um, you know, they had they'd sacrificed for that long. And so finally I felt like it was, you know, it's time. It's time to uh, to be a dad, um, focus on them. You know, they're in, you know, obviously very impressionable ages and yeah. be a husband. And so it, it was it was the right time. So I'm excited about it. Still trying to figure it out, though. Uh, if you, you know, <laughs> Got any suggestions? Ah, ah, ah.
0: Well, so you haven't had like that Brady moment, so you didn't have that Brady moment six weeks in saying, You know what? I can do this later on, I got to go back to playing football. You didn't have that, you didn't have that moment, Alex? No, uh,
3: obviously obviously not enough, uh, to to, to act on it. You know, it's funny, I feel like, yeah, I I could see him grappling with the same things. You know, here he is, he's done this for 22 years, right? Same thing, it's kids getting older, and um, you know, they've all sacrificed a lot, and you, you could see him grappling with that in the, you know, the end of this last season. And then obviously the, you know, whatever it was, a couple of weeks he was retired and then back. Because um, then also a chance that, like, once it's gone, it's gone, right? And, he, he, you know, maybe he has one more year, and you don't want, ever want to look back with regret as well. So you, you do you do toil with all those, those, those you know, factors and trying to make a decision. And I'm personally pumped he's coming back. You know, like, we've just never seen anything like him in what he's doing and then to still have a career year like he did last year was, was bananas on top of it. So selfishly, I'm excited to see him play one more year at least. So, uh, I I think it's amazing for football. And again, it's just historic.
0: Yeah. Think of it, Alex Smith. I mean, when you got drafted, it was just mere year five for Tom Brady. That was it.
3: Yeah, exactly. You know, he's like Benjamin button. I mean, I, I've got a chance (laughs) to be around him more and more. I'm like, not only like from a football, just playing perspective. Yes. You know, we all have kind of, arcs and he certainly declines at the end. We've seen a lot of them. You know, you look at Drew Brees and Big Ben at the end, these Hall of Fame careers that, you know, like Tom just, Tom just, in some ways I think he's better. I mean, you know, he never was like a fleet of foot anyway. And uh, he can still throw the ball all over the field. He's obviously incredibly smart. He takes care of his body. And then he, then I even, you know, you get around him and I'm like, he just, Hair, skin his hair, like the guy just is a good <laughs> to, be, to, be, to find, uh, you know. Time, so uh, he's an anomaly, that's for sure.
0: So, um, what do you, you know? Uh, I've got Alex Smith again here on the uh, the Rich Eisen show. So, did you get a call? I mean, you see, you're feeling good. Did you get a call? I mean, because um, it it just seems like anything goes right now at the quarterback position, regardless of who's on what team or or anything like that. And 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 Yolo shots are being taken all over the place. Um, did you get any phone calls to say do you no, want to play? No,
3: no phone calls. I still talk to obviously a lot of coaches that I have great relationships with that are still coaching and around the league. And you know, uh, but no, it's that. It's it, I, I leave it in arm's length. It's not something I'm thinking about at all uh loving taking on this kind of next chapter trying to figure out what I'm doing next and uh but no I'm I'm I have fun I have fun you know running routes for my kids and, and playing catch with them and um that's the extent of my football these days
0: uh Alex Smith uh here on the Rich Eisen show so how do you think Andy Reid is going to um fix what happened last year yeah. uh, offensively Without Tyree yeah. Kill now, how do you think that's yeah. going to work out in your former place of business, Alex?
3: Yeah, you know, uh, flat out, like, you're not going to replace him. There's literally only one Tyree Kill in the whole NFL. I mean, he is, he is that kind of difference maker. You know, I was fortunate enough to play my last two years there in Kansas City with him. And he, honestly, when he's on the field, it just the defense plays differently. Uh, he opens up so many other players around him. Because everybody's so fearful, and there's a lot of fast guys in the league that are very, you know, in the end they're kind of one-dimensional. Uh, Ty- Tyreek is not that. I mean, we we saw it throughout the playoffs: catch and run, catching the deep ball, put him back there, punt, kickoff, return, hand him the ball in the backfield. Like, uh, I mean, he's an incredible weapon, um, incredibly unique, and he- he's just not going to fill those shoes. And and so there will be, I-, I do think they won't be as dynamic on offense. This is the trade-off that I think Andy's thinking about you know, and, and Brett Beach as they're looking at it is, well, you know, for that salary that they were potentially going to get him, you know, and the draft picks that they got in return, can can they go be better on the defensive side of the ball? You know, like I, I think they look back to, you know, a few years ago, is, is maybe they're going to be a little more balanced offense and defense. Um, they're going to get draft picks in return. And then I also think this has is, this is kind of been Andy's MO his entire coaching career is that, rather than let you play out your contract and walk away for nothing, I mean, he's certainly going to try and get value for you while he can. And certainly, I mean, I was even a product of that, right? Like, I mean, he, how many quarterbacks have we seen him do this with over the years where he does trade them and gets value back, and then he can go, you know, they do a great job of developing talent. So they got all these picks for Tyreek. I know they were trying to get him re-signed because he is so special, um, but obviously the numbers just it didn't quite make sense, and they decided to make this move, and, and it's bold. And again, they're not going to replace him on offense. I mean, you're just not going to find anybody. You're not going to find anybody in the draft out there in free agency that's going to fill those shoes. So they're going to have to adjust a little bit offensively. But I think the big question is maybe as a team, can they be better from it, right? That cap space, can they go get some other players maybe on the defensive side of the ball with those draft picks? Can they get some role players come in and help them this next year? I think that's that's the equation they're trying to – you know, make, right. um, but it certainly won't be, they, they will not be as explosive as they have been on offense period with Tyreek gone. You just can't, you what, know, those are the, he's just that kind of player.
0: What words of advice, Alex Smith, would you have for Carson Wentz going to Washington now?
3: Oh man. <laughs> uh, that, it's tough. You know, I, I mean, I, I think you got to try to eliminate the noise there. You know, there's a lot of noise. Um, there's a lot of distractions, that entire organization, um, everything surrounding it. Um, and, 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 and obviously deservedly that it's, it's been flawed the last 20 years. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on there, a lot of distractions, and it's, it makes it difficult to kind of focus in on, on the football. Um, but I think Carson's kind of in that's, that's where he's at at this point in his career. This is really kind of make or break. He's getting one more chance, uh, to kind of be the guy. Um, this is a team that, you know, has been, you know, almost desperate to try and get a franchise quarterback these last few years. Um, and can he be that? And so I think he's got to kind of go, he's got to lock in. Um, he he cannot, like I said, can't get distracted. I mean, this is an opportunity. He's got to go make the most of it. And I think it's going to, it's going to be telling, can he do that? Right. I mean, um, the Cowboys kind of ran away with that division. I think the Eagles are going to continue to be better. Um, we'll see what happens up in New York. But, yeah, I mean, can he he go make the most of this kind of last opportunity to be the guy here um, with all that going on? And and I think that kind of pressure and situation usually does one of two things, right? It really does usually kind of um, make these guys toe the line and and nail it down. Or, they again, it's too much and and they can't handle it. So uh, we'll see. Again, they've had a ton of turmoil there. Um, I know they're trying to settle it down. It it, it still, I think, kind of remains to be seen if it's going to happen.
0: So, I'm I mandated to follow up on this, Alex. I mean, so you're saying whatever was going on in the front office was affecting your ability to, to, to play football and focus uh, on... Yeah, I mean, how guys? could
3: it not? How could it not? I mean, for me, like, yeah, I mean, all the stuff there uh, with, with you know, just the entire organization from ownership down, head coaching and, and GM, it's, still, it's, a, it's a lot of, you know, there's been historically a lot of drama there. And, you know, it's a big market, uh, you know, obviously the capital and, and a lot going on. And... That organization is a really storied franchise. And, and, uh, I just, yeah, there's a lot of turmoil and a lot of distractions. So, so to say that the stuff going on in the building doesn't infiltrate the locker room or out on the field it would be crazy. That happens everywhere. I think that's what great organizations eliminate. Um, and the bad ones have a hard time with that. All that, all that noise creeps into the building. Um, and it, 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 yeah, it does, it does affect the product on the field. So I think the, you know the great organizations and coaches have a have a knack to keep that out of the building, to quiet the noise, to to decrease uh, distractions, and, and focus on football. But it, it's that's easier said than done.
0: Alex Smith here on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, what's Ucan and how you became an investor in that? What's that, Alex Smith?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Ucan is this uh, amazing product. I first got uh, I first started learning about Ucan and tried mm-hmm. it. got probably. You know, I don't know, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, at the back end of my career. And for me, I was always struggling on game days uh, with, with food, with eating, with energy. You know, you eat pregame meal. Honestly, you eat pregame meal, Rich, four, sometimes five hours before a game. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there, then you're playing a three and a half, four hour game. And I would be in these like four, third, fourth quarters and just you, you, you're exhausted. And the only thing that you have on sidelines a lot of time in the locker rooms is all these like sugar products, just a bunch of sugar and, you know, not loving what that did to my body. You know, you're getting these like spikes and crashes and, and, you know, obviously when you want to be able to focus, um, when it matters most and, and not loving what those things did to me. And finally somebody gave me this. I was like, here, try this, this is an amazing new product. And it had kind of been around in circles in, in the locker rooms. And, and, and I loved it It was a powder back then and just mixed it with water. And, um, it has absolutely zero sugar. It's this, Amazing, sustained, smooth energy that allows you to keep your focus and productivity. Um, it's just a you know almost working with your body as opposed to against it. You know, for me, just no no crash. Also, how much better you know decreased inflammation. How much better my joints felt when I had it. So I started using it on game days, you know, kind of the back back end of my career, and just and and loved how I felt on it. Loved my focus. Uh, loved that you know uh, sustained energy, and it's. You know, I, I would kind of tell everybody about it, but I was just using it. I was a huge believer in it. Um, and then, you know, it's funny, as I've retired, I find myself using it even more. You know, it's so easy on the go. I'm chasing my three kids around, trying to get them out the door <laughs> in the morning, you know, running them around to practices and activities. And it's so, it's so great to have on the go. Again, for me, loving being able to throw it in a, uh, a shaker and, 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 go, and go, you know. And, and then, again, throughout my recovery as well. You know, when eating was really hard, when I was in the hospital, uh, in a wheelchair, you know, and I needed fuel to recover. I needed uh, energy for all my PT sessions. You know, I needed protein. Uh, all of that, like, Ucan was just this amazing product that really helped me throughout my recovery. Um, so it's been amazing. I've kind of partnered with them here in post career as I'm trying to figure out uh, what that life's like. But this is something that I, I I firmly believe in. I played, you know, like I said. Um, you know, the back half of my career using and, and, and now retired, I feel like I use it even more. It's been an amazing product for me to use on my kids instead of handing them, you know, a sugar sports drink or something that they think they need. Uh, be able to give them something like this. Uh, it, it's just awesome all the way around. So pumped to be a partnered with them, you know, and try to help get the word out because I think it's an amazing product. It's an absolute game changer for me um, to be able to have something like this as a resource, you know, on the go in my life. Uh, whether I'm going and working out and training, because I still love to go do a lot. You know, I, for a long time, I thought uh, all that stuff was taken away from me. And so to be able to kind of have that have ability back, I, I go and do as much as I can. And so to be able to have this with me, and again, just kind of this long-lasting energy and focus, you know, to be able to keep my productivity uh, something that just kind of works with my body as opposed to against it. And so, yeah, it's an amazing product. I think we got some coming your way, Rich. So okay. I highly recommend.
2: giving
0: it a try. Uh, um, all right, Alex. You know, if it's free, it's me. That's why I got in this business. <laughs> and on top of it, you know, I do a four-hour pregame show. My pre-show meal is like two hours before, or like an hour or six uh, of, of my day, hour seven of my yep. day. I'm crashing. I'll take it. I'll do it.
1: You it's know,
3: good. I couldn't agree more, Rich. Like, you know, last year was my – uh, first little exposure, you know, working with ESPN and doing some of this stuff. And I, and I loved having it with me when I traveled okay. on the set exactly long. It's hard to eat. Uh, but this is so easy to have it in a shaker. And, and, and again, for me, all about focus, like being able to keep my focus and productivity, like not having something that, you know, again, that sugary that just kind of feeling the effects of that mentally, you know? So yeah, give it a try. I, I, I love it. Uh, sure. I'm, I'm loving the partnership with it, with, uh, with you can, they're great people. And it's, Again, I think it's kind of a game changer product.
0: Yeah, I'm in. Uh, you you can dot co. I mean, you, you used it towards the end of your playing career. I guess you know, having a defender try and come down on you and crash down on you. That's that's one thing. Uh, I, I just need to be focused to see what Michael Irvin's going to have to say on live television. So I need I need, I need that help. Uh, before before I let you go, Alex Smith. Um, you know, uh, obviously the injury that you suffered. The conversation was about is like similar to what you would uh, have um, experienced in a car crash. And uh, I don't know how locked in you are on the sports news, but it appears yeah. that Tiger Woods just played a practice round yeah. at Augusta National yesterday, and it's entirely possible he's going to show up at the Masters yeah. next week and give it a try. I wonder what you think of that, Alex.
3: I think this is absolutely amazing. You know, for me, there is. It's funny. You know, I broke my tib fib just like Tiger, and obviously different circumstances and different. But, like, I. For anybody that I meet that has, that has that broke their tib fib, I feel like there is an immediate or been through something traumatic like this, especially when you're talking, you know, lower legs. Like, I, I feel like there's an immediate connection. Um, there is. And, and so for me to follow Tiger's story, I'm a huge golf fan. I'm a huge Tiger fan. And so for him to barely be a little over a year out mm. of his car, of the crash and the break, and to hear these whispers, because from what I understood, I kind of heard we have some mutual friends. Yeah. And I had I had kind of heard the rumblings that it wasn't looking good for this, you know that it 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 I've been fortunate enough to get to go to Augusta before, and it it is incredibly hilly. It, the walk is hard, um, and four days of it plus practice rounds, I like get it, it is demanding. And for Tiger to only be a year out of 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 that kind of trauma to his leg and to be potentially this far along, I just love that we're actually talking about this, Rich. Right. Whether he does it or not um i love that we're having this conversation i think it's amazing for golf i think it's an amazing story um obviously i think we've all we all know tiger's work ethic and focus when he puts his mind to it and and clearly i think you know not totally surprised that that, that this is a potential reality when it it never it looked impossible um and it wouldn't it wouldn't it be amazing so who knows uh who knows if it'll actually happen Uh, I I certainly hope so. I love that we're actually even talking about this. Me too. Um, But it's crazy. I mean, we don't totally know the extent and all the details of, you know, for him, a car crash and a crush injury and what that did to your foot, not just the broken bone, what that did, you know, all the the blood flow problems, you know, Mm. arterial uh, problems that come with a potential crush injury into his foot and his leg. So, uh, again, amazing news. I love that people are tracking his plane coming into Augusta, and I know he played with his son. Um, and JT, which I think obviously is amazing. I love that he's, you know, enjoying being a dad and, and can be
0: back playing with his son. Yeah, you're locked and, and in on it. That is. You're definitely locked in on it. That's exactly what happened <laughs> yesterday. And and, and again, you, you know, you make a great point, Alex, that, it, you know, uh, he may not do it next week, but the bottom line is he played a practice round at Augusta National. He got through 18 holes and apparently, you know, um, is did did well with it and. I, you know, I, I, I'm i assuming w- playing in Augusta National, that would be similar to what? Carrying Aaron Donald on your back after you get back <laughs> out there? Maybe. I
3: mean, Maybe. No, I mean, again, I just think, <laughs> and they're very different demands, you know, for him. I think I mean, it's a little more grueling. Like the, the four, five, six days in a row out there, it's, it's just such a different demand. And then again, for him to only be 13 months out is crazy. You know, I, I I was almost two years. Um, and again, I got, I get to play. You know, for a few hours, and then you know I don't play for another week. Right. Um, So it's just it's just such different demands. And uh, again, there's so much repetition in what he's doing. Uh, But again, I I, I, it would be amazing if it happened. Again, I love that we're just even having
0: this conversation. Me too. I still, by the way, I know we haven't spoken since then. And before I let you go, I still can't believe it was Aaron of all the players that would wind up (laughs) on your back, seriously, in your first game back of all the people, and that that. That you, I think it like you walked him two yards on your back like a backpack. I, I think, I think that's somehow I
3: remember I, I took a couple steps and, and wisely went down. <laughs> but yeah, for me it is, it's, it's ironic, you know. JJ uh, Watt is who kind of hit me yes. when I broke my leg. Who was a three time defensive, you know, <laughs> MVP player. And my, and my first hit back, you know, almost two years later was the other three time defensive MVP, Aaron Donald. So only fitting, um, changed my life you know, Aaron Donald, that hit, honestly, you don't, you don't know the kind of mental walls you built up and insecurities and self-doubt you build up going through something like that. Like thinking that I'll never be able to be the same. I'm fragile. I'll never, uh, I'll never be able to do something like that. And so I, in a lot of ways, it's weird, but thankful for Aaron uh, for helping me shed a lot, all of that. You know, I, I do feel like that was also the big impetus for me retiring is because I, I I feel free. I feel like there's nothing I can't go figure out that I can do, you know, that I can adapt and find a way. Um, thankful for uh, Aaron helping me kind of exercise that.
0: That's why they also call it YouCan, right? YouCan.co. <laughs> Check right. out for more information on that. At Alex Smith underscore 11 on Instagram. Let's do this more often. I do miss chatting with you, Alex. I remember yeah, talking with you deal. the first time way back when, when you were in uh, University of Utah getting ready for your first draft. So I'd love to continue doing this years later.
3: Let's do it. I'm in.
0: Thanks, Alex. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, people don't offer me free stuff and don't come through. So Uh, I just want to make sure you really met what you said. Okay, very good. Thanks for the call, Alex. You take care. All right, buddy. That's Alex Smith, everybody, right here on the show. What an hour. My gosh. That was awesome. (sighs) I'm old. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Let's take a break. Honestly, I remember talking to him at the University of Utah. Now he's like, yeah, I got three kids and... Now, Tiger and I have same friends, similar friends, mutual friends. It's just, oh my God, life is amazing. We're back to take your calls to wrap up this show in a moment. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least. on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I want to tell my uh, terrestrial radio audience that uh, WrestleMania is right around the corner. A showcase of the immortals on the grandest stage of them all. Do not miss the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history, streaming this coming Saturday and Sunday only on Peacock. PeacockTV.com tv.com to sign up and if uh, we had uh stone cold here a couple of weeks ago that's on our youtube page talking about being back at wrestlemania and yep. uh, he he came in on uh steve austin day 316 that was fun uh youtube.com slash rich show for all of that how about those two conversations one recently retired one who's now uh, a year into his retirement after, let's put it 29 combined years of NFL playing. Wow. First overall pick in Smith and 14th overall pick four years apart in uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Alex didn't get to a Super Bowl, didn't play in one, didn't win one, but he, he, he was on the sidelines, right? So he got to one. He got to one, that's true. I mean, think about his career. Um, Same draft class as Rodgers, which was huge. Then he winds up um, losing his gig to Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. Then he gets it back with Kansas City. Then Mahomes gets drafted, and then he winds up with Washington and finishes up his career as a comeback player of the year and one of the most catastrophic injuries you've seen anybody ever suffer and then come back and lead his team on a on a on a playoff run but how about him saying that the front office stuff crept into his focus that was feel, really interesting i haven't heard anybody say that
3: no i know like Robert Griffin. He's is, like how could
0: you not is what he how yeah. could it not is what kind of response.
3: rg3 has been really the only one to talk about it mentioned doing a book and then that's since been squashed but yeah i haven't heard people really talk about that
0: Let's go to uh, take a phone call before we go out of dodge. Rob in Washington State, back here on the show. How you been, Robert?
2: Hi. Uh, I want to talk about the overtime rules. Go for it. Uh, well, first off, i have been like wholly against it. So, uh, okay. I, I don't. I don't like it. You know, now the way it is, because I don't see how it's fair for a second team to have four downs to make a first down. You know, if let's say the first team scores and and the second team gets all yeah. four downs to uh try to advance the ball.
0: Exactly. The team that gets it second has a totally different set and of circumstances then, than the team that gets it first, which is why I think most teams will want to either um you know uh, uh win the toss and defer or hope the team that wins the toss feels like they have such momentum they take it.
2: Well, I, I here's, wouldn't do well that. here's my point of the day. Okay. I think Sooner or later, a smart coach is going to figure out that the smartest play to start off with, if you have to kick the ball, is the onside kick, mm. because that would take out that would take out the whole idea that you know the second team will have a. It, let's say you onside kick and you don't, you know, you don't make it. But you know what's the difference? You're going to get the ball back anyway.
0: Thanks for the call, Rob. Let me, because uh, we're up against it. That's an interesting. I'm just wondering if just the mere attempt of onside's kicking it and you don't get it, even right? if you
3: were to stop that. That's what I'm about I to. Would, well,
0: no, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just wondering if the whole concept of onside kicking it, uh, I, so y- you'd have an opportunity to get it, and then if that team gets it back and goes down and scores, the other team would not have. The chance to match, is you know that, what I mean? Like is if, that, if if, if, uh, if, if it I don't know. Yeah. I need to see what the 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 writing is, because if you don't get the chance to match, mm-hmm. then you should forfeit the ability to match as well. If you don't get the onside kickback.
3: Oh, I see. I see.
0: The interesting thing that I saw was. Both teams touch it, right? That's it. Both teams touch it. And if the team that gets it first has a safety against it, game's over. It's a walk-off safety. That's the other part of the rule that I saw. So if your first possession winds up with the other team getting two points, team kicks off, and somehow, some way, you wind up deep in your own end, penalty, and whatever it happens, and then and then the safety hits, game over, game's over. I, I just don't know. I I, I don't little, know if Rob from Washington State has found a loophole, but we'll have to look into that. Interesting.
3: This is like I'm sure you guys hit on this yes the other day, but. This is just venturing into Major League Baseball territory of just like too much tinkering for the sake of tinkering. No,
0: well, they just too many people and, and, and owners are like, I spend 40, you know, if you're the Bills, you're Pagula. Like, I spent all that money on Josh Allen. I want him to see a chance well, to actually spend play. Spend
3: more money on your defense. Well,
0: that's what we've been saying, haven't We're we? wow. That'll wrap it up for this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're back with more on Thursday.